1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: It's time to play like a jet.
0: With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard. Six-foot-five frame. Needing every bit of it. What a great look. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Queen Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank
2: you. This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason, you can follow me on Twitter at jet one and we're going to talk a little bit about day number four of NFL free agency, but mostly we're going to answer your questions with our friend Walter Cherapinski, the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Walter, what's going on, brother?
3: Not much. Uh, qu- a quiet day, uh, day four free agency. Like Nothing really happened until uh, nighttime. So, uh, yeah, we can just, uh, just uh, talk about Aaron Rodgers and uh, talk about uh, and answer some questions.
2: Let's start with, as you said, Aaron Rodgers, it's Rodgers Watch, day number 999, or at least it feels <laughs> like it's day 999 of Rodgers Watch. Here's what we have today, not a whole lot. Albert Breer, who is one of the best football writers in the country, reported that he talked to a bunch of people from different front offices across the league, obviously not the Packers or Jets, and the consensus that he got is that most feel that Rodgers would be worth A day two pick this year and possibly a conditional pick next year. Nobody seemed to believe that Rodgers, at his age and with the amount of money he is owed... Would be worth a first round pick Also John Kuhn who is a longtime friend of Aaron Rodgers Was also his teammate for a significant period Of time responded to somebody Who said that Joe Douglas not Being willing to give up a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers would be tough to explain to Aaron Rodgers John Kuhn said Yeah imagine Aaron Rodgers telling Joe Douglas not to trade A first round pick for him Imagine that so what Kuhn is saying There is that Aaron Rodgers would not want Joe Douglas to give up the store for Him, he would want Joe Douglas to hold the line, and he doesn't want Joe Douglas to sacrifice. Pieces that he knows the team is going To need to win so I thought that Was interesting too and then last But not least Pat McAfee dropping A macho man Randy Savage Style elbow drop off the top Rope today on Packers fans Here was the tweet that he put out This morning good morning Beautiful people just put together a handsome Parlay picking every game today don't Think I could name a player on any team but Texas it's that type of stupidity That will be described as brilliant if This plus 2100 bet hits I always love to be reminded that in a results oriented business, your legacy lives and dies with every outcome. On that note, I've been getting a ton of hate from Packers fans. Thought I'd been a pretty solid ally and assisted in what did Skip Bayless and FS1 call it? Quote, unprecedented content for a few years now, but it has certainly 180 quickly. A couple of days to be exact. I do understand why, and I respect it. Packer fans are loyal. I point out some stuff that I, quote, just a punter with a tiring shtick, very much believe to be true. I do believe there's an absence of leverage in this trade situation for the Packers, and I genuinely do wonder if Gutenkunst has proved he's a good GM. But just like the, quote, I have no idea who in the hell these student human athletes that I'm betting on are, parlay, this is a results-oriented business. I could be proved very wrong. I did see a few phenomenal Packers reporters and bloggers who have literally copy and pasted my show for two to three days a week of every season the last three years, all good by the way, tell their readers and followers, quote, the Packers don't have to trade Aaron. We all know, and maybe the Jets GM didn't see it or hear it, that Mark Murphy, who is the Packers team president, has already said, quote, yeah, I mean, unless... If things don't work out the way we want them, yeah, we would start Aaron. And Mark Murphy has also said that Aaron had a great career here, past tense. And Goot and Mark Murphy have yet to get an opportunity to see their guy, their first-round drafted quarterback, have a chance to be the next face of the franchise, and his rookie contract is quickly dissipating. But yes, certainly, they don't have to trade Aaron Rodgers. I concur. I concur. I'm sure that bygones would be bygones if Aaron returned as a starter because, once again, you don't have to trade him. I guess they could also have the four-time MVP be Jordan Love's backup for the next couple of years. Aaron would obviously go down as the most expensive backup in the history of sports, and that might hurt the cap a little bit. But sure, you don't have to trade him. I guess they could also, quote, force him to retire, as some folks have told me. I'm not sure that the Packers can control that at all, but results-oriented business, maybe I'm completely wrong. Just like when we pointed out the lack of an indoor facility at a place or shitty facilities at a place in the desert, I guess it kind of has become part of my, quote, shtick. I'm actually going to bat for the fans of the organizations. when I'm doing is such. I'm just calling out bullshit how I see it, of course. I, since day one, sincerely hope Jordan Love is a dog. This is not his fault at all. We all realize what the next chapter is for all parties, which also minimizes leverage for the Packers, and I hope every player involved has immense success. Cheers. Let's win some bets today. By the way, pictured below is Aaron's contract that Gutenkunst negotiated after trading up to draft a quarterback in the first round immediately after losing in the NFC Championship. The cap hit is a fun one to look at, but remember, the Packers don't have to trade Aaron Rodgers I guess and of course the dead cap would be 99 million dollars and we're talking about 60 million dollars in yearly cash obviously Pat McAfee having some fun with the Packer fans that are going after him and trying to call him out for saying that the Packers had no leverage so that's where we're at in terms of Rogers' watch, last thing I should mention, by the way, on top of Rogers' watch in terms of what happened today, Isaac Malu the guard from the Eagles, has departed. He stays in the state of Pennsylvania, though, three-year deal with the Steelers. Good move for them. The Eagles, I'm sure, would have loved to have kept Malu, but it just wasn't going to be able to happen. They didn't have cap space to do it. So unfortunately, Sayamalu ends up being a casualty there, but good move for the Steelers. He was one of the last big names still available on the board. One of the other ones is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, another eagle who is still out there right now. So there you go, Walter. The latest in Roger's watch. And Isaac Sayamalu, the best interior offensive lineman left available, comes off the board.
3: Yeah, it's a nice signing for the Steelers provided they didn't overpay. Uh, we don't know the financials of it yet. We just got this information at midnight i don't know why these teams are making deals at midnight like don't th- i feel like they don't sleep but um i guess i'm not one to talk because i go to bed at 6 a.m uh but yeah it's a nice move for the steelers on the surface uh they really need this to improve their offensive line um they have a lot of money to spend with their rookie quarterback uh, kenny pickett entering his second year uh they were eight and two with tj watt last year so if he can stay healthy i think they have a chance to make the playoffs uh, you know, provided that uh, that Pickett makes uh, a nice step in his second year. Um, so, yeah, I like the signing a lot. for The Eagles, uh, they drafted Cam Jurgens last year to um, replace Jason Kelsey because they thought Kelsey was going to retire. But Kelsey said he's coming back. So they have, um, you know, they have a spot for Jurgens opening up a guard. So he's going to start a guard. And then I assume he's going to go to center when Kelsey retires. And then when that happens, they're going to have to find another guard. So uh, the Eagles are fine on the offensive line right now. Uh, so, you know, even though Siamalo is a really good player, I don't think this is that much of a loss for them. Uh, as far as uh, the Rodgers uh, saga, day, what did you say, day hundred day num- number 998 or whatever it was, um, you know, I, I, it kind of jibes with what we said uh, a couple of days ago or maybe just yesterday. Um, I, I think that Rodgers will be traded for... A third round pick this year and a, a a potential third round pick in 2024 that could turn into a second rounder if the Jets uh make the you know if they make the second round of the playoffs for the AFC Championship. But I I, th- I think they're gonna let's uh, like quibble over the details of that. But um I think it'll be two third round picks. Uh so you know I I can't I really can't see a first round uh, first rounder being traded like not with Rogers salary and not with his age and not with his you know he was injured last year too. So, uh, like, it's, it's just – I feel like it's just a pipe dream that the Packers think they're getting a first-round pick. Like, there's, there's no way that's going to happen. And it's nice to hear that Rodgers uh, is considering the Jets, uh, uh, you know, future outlook because uh, they can get a really good player at number 13 uh, to really strengthen their team this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the Jets' chances of, of making a deep run into the playoffs, but that number 13 pick is going to definitely factor into their success this year.
1: Play like a
0: Jet.
2: Play like a Jet. Let's answer some questions, Walter. Here's a good one from Scott RT. T. And this is right up your alley. He asks, what is the over-under for primetime games this season if the Jets land Aaron Rodgers? That's a good one. I think they might get five or six primetime games if they get Aaron Rodgers.
3: Yeah, you know, every team plays the Thursday night game. So that that's automatically won. Uh, I think they're going to be on Monday night. I would say two or three times, and then Sunday night two or three times. So like it'll be two three or three two. So I could see I could see it being six, uh, and that that doesn't even um, factor in. Uh, I would say like flex scheduling uh, at the end of the year. Like it, it could end up being seven for all we know, but I, I think five or six is probably like the safe number to guess.
2: Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He asks, what are your thoughts about the other teams in the AFC East and how do they look after free agency? Which teams do you think the Jets should be most scared of in the division? I think this is an easy one. Obviously the Bills are still the most scary. The Dolphins would be the second most scary and the team you would be the least scared about is the Patriots. They made a couple of moves on the margin. You and I talked about this, Walter. I don't really think much of Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't really understand what that move was about. I did like Mike Gusecki but other than that, the Patriots didn't do anything that really impressed me. I think they're a team that's very middle of the pack at best. They're not a team with a lot of difference makers on it so I wouldn't be all a concern Miami made some nice moves they obviously added Jalen Ramsey they need to continue to tinker with that offensive line but we already know how dynamic that offense can be with a healthy Tua and Buffalo I don't have to remind you what they've already done what Josh Allen is capable of Stefan Diggs so maybe they add a piece in the draft but right now Bills Dolphins Patriots in that order
3: yeah I totally agree with that and uh, I think I mentioned this yesterday it's kind of funny that the Patriots are kind of an afterthought uh in the AFC. Uh you know, they're they're uh, unless there is some catastrophic injuries to one of the top three teams in the division, the Patriots are going to be last in the AFC East. But if they were in the NFC, I think they'd have a good chance to make the playoffs as a wild card or or if they were in the uh not that they would ever be in the NFC South because <laughs> because they're in New England, but like if they were for some reason, I think they'd be the favorite to win that division. So like it kind of kind of just shows how strong the AFC is compared to the NFC. But yeah, yeah, I completely agree with what you said. Uh, the Bills, um, they were awesome last year until Thanksgiving. Uh, after that, they kind of fell apart or actually the Thursday game after Thanksgiving, like ever since then uh, they, they really struggled. Like they almost lost to the Dolphins twice, including that playoff game. They were down against Chicago uh, in the, at halftime. Um, and they they needed two kickoff return touchdowns to beat the Patriots in the finale. They, they really struggled at the end of the year, and obviously the, the Bengals' playoff loss. Um, it, the, the factor there was Von Miller. Uh, he got hurt on Thanksgiving, and they were never the same since. Uh, I think they need him to stay healthy because they don't have that much of a pass rush without him uh, because they got rid of some of their other players um, in, in the offseason where they acquired him. So if Von Miller can come back and stay healthy, and if the rest of the Bills uh, manage to stay healthy, uh, they're 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 definitely a Super Bowl contender. They're nine to one to win the Super Bowl. Only the Chiefs have better odds than them. They're they're tied with a bunch of other teams, but still. Um, they're definitely one of the better teams in in the AFC and obviously the whole NFL. Uh, the Dolphins are, you know, they're going to be dangerous until Tua gets hurt. Like, like that's the thing with the Dolphins is that you know Tua's going to get hurt. He's hurt every year. He can't stay healthy. It's a big problem for them. Uh, so I, I just I don't really trust that team uh, overall. Now, if Tua's healthy and everyone's fine, like they're going to be very dangerous. They're going to be extremely difficult to beat because they can score a ton of points. Now with Jalen Ramsey. They're secondary which was the the weak point of that team. Uh so, you know, if like if we're talking like power rankings wise, I would say the Bills are in, in the top 3, the Dolphins are, are definitely in the top 10, maybe you could make a case for them being in the top 5. Um and then the Patriots are probably in the middle of the pack like you said. But then like once Tua gets hurt, it's like okay, uh like they're probably going just going to be average. So, um if I were to rank all the teams in the division including the Jets, it would be I think it would be Bills, Jets, uh, Dolphins, Patriots.
2: Next question comes in from Jet's web he asks Is there any expectation that the Jets' defense may decline in 2023? Not because they're not good, but because opponents play conservative on offense as they knew the Jets' offense was limited. With Rodgers, offenses will be more aggressive and put up more points. I definitely think there's a chance for regression, but I don't think that it's necessarily because of what you're talking about. I think it comes down to two things. The first one is that the Jets played a lot of backup quarterbacks last year. I don't think they're going to get... The same slate of quarterbacks this year In fact if you look at it They have a lot of very tough ones On their schedule Also the other aspect of it is The Jets were almost completely healthy On defense last year That very rarely happens there's likely to be at least one or two significant injuries that would drag things back a little bit from what you saw in 2022. So I do think there's a real chance that the defense regresses. Of course, this could get counterbalanced by some upgrades that the Jets may still make in free agency and the draft. But the two reasons why... A, I think they're going to be facing much tougher quarterbacks this year, and a lot less chance that they're going to be going up against a ton of backup quarterbacks. The second reason is because they were so healthy last year. The odds are that's not going to happen again in 2023.
3: Yeah, uh, they they definitely ran into some uh, backup quarterbacks uh, and injured quarterbacks too. Like they played Aaron Rodgers when he had his broken thumb, um, so that there there's going to be you know they're going to have worse luck. You you know you expect it to regress to the mean. But then again, like you said, they're still going to make some additions in free agency. They have the number 13 pick in the draft. Uh, If they don't draft uh, an interior offensive lineman at 13, they could could go after, like, you know, we we were talking about Jalen Carter if he falls to 13 and they get him. Uh, suddenly they, they can really collapse the pocket with that amazing defensive line. So they're going to be better in that regard. You have Jermaine Johnson uh, having more experience. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers will help the defense too because um, you know he's going to be able to keep the defense off the field with extended drives. Like There's not going to be as many three and outs or, or turnovers. So uh, the offense is going to be on the field more, which means the defense is going to be more rested. And so they're going to be more effective at the end of the game, or at least like theoretically. So um, I I think I think you're right in saying like they they counter each other. Um, So even if the Jets have worse luck with facing tougher quarterbacks, um, there are going to be more advantages uh, their way. So you might see something similar to last year.
2: Next question comes in from Peter J. Dillard. He says, what are your thoughts about Connor McGovern? Did he simply wear out his welcome? Remember, he was the first one to call out Zach Wilson to the media for holding the ball too long, which he was correct about. He was the one on social media placing the blame on Elijah Vera Tucker for missed block, and I never saw him defend the quarterback. I think what really happened here is that McGovern, for the most part, was a solid member of the offensive line. I know his first year he was pretty rough, but he was better the last two years. The Jets are looking to save some money right now, and this is a pretty deep center class. So the Jets probably figure they could get a center somewhere in rounds two to four that could come in and start, and they don't have to pay Connor McGovern 8 nine, ten million $9, $10
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it really depends on what he's asking for. I mean, he's a, he's a pre-agent right now still, so... Um, if, if they can get him back cheaply, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I, I haven't really heard any of the, the drama that, that, um, that the emailer pointed out. Um, but, you know, you talked about how they, uh, they show an interest in John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, possibly second round pick there. Um, and they also brought in a couple of uh, uh, interior office alignment um, for depth purposes. So it seems like they're moving on from McGovern. I, I guess they don't like some of the things he said, um, but you know, if, if, Maybe if they can get him back cheaply, they do it. Uh, If they miss out on John Michael Schmitz in the second round, if some other team takes him before the Jets are on the clock, um, I I think that's possible, so I I wouldn't give up on that just yet.
2: Next question comes in from J.K. He asks, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, realistic free agent target or just a pipe dream? I do think they could sign Chauncey Gardner-Johnson because, Walter, as we talked about, They were in on Orlando Brown, and they were in on Fletcher Cox. So if they were in on those two, there's no reason that they couldn't theoretically be in on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I'd have to look at spot track projections to get a better idea of it. But if they were able to bid a significant sum on Orlando Brown, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to bid on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to sign him. It doesn't mean they're going to be the highest bidder. I don't even know if they're gonna go out there and try to get him. Maybe they would prefer to go into the draft and grab a safety, but could they do it? Sure.
3: Yeah, I mean I, I think so. Uh he'd be a great fit for them. Uh they really fill uh, a big need at safety. He was he was awesome last year. He could play in a lot of positions. He can play safety, he could play nickel corner too. Uh so he's like a really useful guy to have in the secondary, like in you know, in addition to his like great talent. Um and you know, I, I don't know how much he's gonna get too because I, I feel like you know, sometimes some years like safeties are, are just devalued for some reason. Um uh I don't know. It's not like a premium position like pass rusher or left tackle or wide receiver. Uh safety's sometimes an afterthought, uh, unless it's like you're talking about an elite player. Now Chauncey Gardner Johnson is is one of the better free agents available, so he might not get a discount. But you know, the fact that he's still out there says that says to me that he's not getting the offers that he's looking for. So Um, He might be available even cheaper than uh, Jets fans might expect. So uh, I think there's definitely a chance that the Jets get him.
2: Next question comes in from Regnu Moss. He asks, assuming that the Jets don't make a big splash in free agency on the offensive line or a defensive tackle, who are some guys they might be able to get in the draft beyond the first round? Walter, I'm going to yield to you on this one because, as everybody knows, you run a website that does draft stuff All year round, so you obviously are well versed in this Anybody that hasn't been looking at your mock drafts All the college football reports throughout the season Should do so at walterfootball.com Got any names for us as far as the offensive line and defensive tackle? Obviously we talked about John Michael Schmidt, so that's one guy Anybody else that would fit into this category?
3: Yeah, there are actually a lot of centers um, Who are going to probably go in the second round or maybe third round uh, like Luke Whippler from Ohio state, Jared Patterson from Notre Dame, uh, uh Avila from uh, TCU. Um, these are all guys who can go in the second or, or third round. Uh, so even if the jets don't get, uh, John Michael Schmitz, as we talked about, there are a lot of other options at center. Uh, so I think like the second round, uh, is kind of like the sweet spot for that position. Um, so I, I think that that makes a lot of sense for the Jets to wait uh, for center. And and that, that, that might be why uh, Connor McGovern is still a free agent, by the way, to go back to the other question. Um, the Jets might want to see which center they get in the second round. Like if they get one of the guys they like, then they could just move on with him and they'll have a cheaper option, presumably. But if um, if they don't get one of the centers they like, maybe they they'll go back to Connor Mcgovern and, and resign him. So um, that's something that you know teams do. It's, it's why you sometimes see free agents last until after the draft because teams just want to see uh, what they can get out of um, out of the draft uh, as far as like prospects they're looking for. Um, defensive tackles like kind of thin. You know, uh, it's not as deep as center. Uh, I guess, uh, Brian Broussey from, uh, Clemson makes a lot of sense. I have him going to Houston, uh, atop the second round, uh, Zach Pickens. Um, I haven't going in the third round. Um, Kalaja can't see, I, I don't think he's going to last until the Jets' second, second round pick, but I, I guess you never know. Um, I haven't going, I've, he's like on the borderline, uh, first, second round pick. Um, uh, Javon Dexter from Florida is another guy. I think he might be like a third rounder. Um, so yeah, those are, those are some uh, defensive tackle options for the Jets.
2: Walter Cherapinski, owner and founder of WalterFootball.com Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the latest happenings Around the NFL on day number four of free agency Also day number 999 of Rogers Watch <laughs> And answering some questions with me, really appreciate it For everybody that wants to check out what you're doing over at WalterFootball.com What do you and Charlie Campbell have up over
3: there? Well, I can't wait for day 1000. Uh, it's going to be a milestone. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, 2023 NFL mock drafts. Uh, Charlie's is updated Monday. Mine's going to be updated Tuesday. We have, sign- we have uh, grades for every free agency signing that's happened so far. Um, and we have a free agency tracker. So if someone signed, that uh, the free agency tracker is going to be updated so you can always see who the top available free agents are for every position. Uh, we have power rankings. Uh, we have draft stock reports. We have big boards. We have uh, Charlie posted a bunch of stories from the combine. We also have a rumors tracker for the draft. So if, if something breaks or something, we're, if we hear something, uh, the draft rumor uh, tracker is going to be updated too. So yeah, you can check all that out at walterfootball.com.
2: Check out walterfootball.com. Lots of great content over there. A ton of great content over at playlegajet.com and the Play like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got a great all 22 breakdown of Alan Lazard, the latest offensive weapon added to the Jets. So, if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and check it out. Watch all our videos. Subscribe to our channel over at a playlikeajet. Visit our store, teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. teepublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.